Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. How many times have we said we're getting an actual photo taken? So many times, and we really need to do it because this is crazy. And how many times have we searched your... Oh, like 500. Yeah, we need an actual photo so we're not always searching for the one of us on the bench on your phone. No. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in a variety of places at the moment, Puerto Rico, soon, oh hi, woohoo, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career in friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when you hit the wall, <laughs> which we have recently. Then I'm going to share an insight from my friend slash real estate agent slash guru, Victoria Massengale. In the craft and fame, we'll discuss the psychic difference between giving and getting notes. And finally, this week's Hollywood hack comes courtesy of Michelle, the production assistant who has been helping us out here in Puerto Rico on this trip. Yes, but first, Sarah, in a little update, I wanted to share something from the Satellite Sisters newsletter. So you know I'm a big fan of the Satellite Sisters, and they have a newsletter <laughs> which is called Pep Talk, which I subscribe to. And Leanne Dolan, who's one of the Satellite Sisters, was talking about teaching a writing class. And she said something about writing um, that I just thought was really insightful, especially because I know we have a lot of listeners who are aspiring writers. So I wanted to share this from Leanne. She says, writing is one of those exercises that is wrapped in all kinds of mythology, that the act is soul-bearing or painful or requires blood, sweat, and tears when really some days it's just sitting in front of a screen getting words on paper. It's a little bit like making dinner when you open the fridge and it's seemingly empty. There's always one more meal in there. You just have to look. I'm all for demystifying the process, especially for new writers. Liz, I love that quote so much. And it's so true. I mean, so often, and this is, you know, we talk about how like, we don't have time for writer's block, you just have to yes. write, write, write. It's just writing almost always is just sitting your butt down. Yes. And typing. 
Yes. (laughs) It's like, it's why we say it's a craft, not necessarily an art. Yes. Well, it's both, but it definitely is a craft. So we love the Satellite Sisters. Also, Sarah, since we're talking about Leon, we have to remind everybody about her book, The Sweeney Sisters, which we talked about in episode 158. Anyone out there looking for a beach read, it's extremely entertaining. And I also want to give a shout out to Helena Pasadena, which Leanne wrote, which I just loved. She's awesome. Just kind of all around super cool. We love the Satellite Sisters. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's what to do when you hit the wall. And I have to say that, Liz, this is you. You are the one who (laughs) sort of put these two thoughts together, and I'm so glad you did. So what to do when you hit the wall is climb on top of it and enjoy the view. Yes, Sarah, you were having a moment of hitting the wall. Um, As we've discussed on the podcast many times, we're working very hard on Fantasy Island And you just said you hit the wall and you really didn't know what to do. We were at a really challenging point in the season. We were writing. We had production going on. We had editing going on, um, music. And then all of a sudden we had to do this huge rewrite, which we were not expecting. So it all piled up at once. And you were like, I just, I hit the wall. And I was like, well, I've been looking back and can't believe how much we have accomplished. So you sort of couldn't see ahead, and I was taking a moment to look back and see how far we'd come. You climbed on top of the wall, and you enjoyed the view. And it helped me so much because we talk about resilience a lot and how important it is to be resilient as television writers and probably in almost every career that exists. But... Sometimes you feel like you're just getting punched in the face over and over again. And when the punches come really fast, you don't have time to stand up. (laughs) And I was in that place. And I think also when you sometimes you just get tired of being resilient and it can be really hard to be like, oh, geez, now I have to get back up again. I kind of want to sit here on my butt. So when you reframed it as wait a minute, just take a second and look at all of these things we've done in this incredibly short period of time. And, you know, enjoying the view helped me just see the wall differently. Yes. Sarah, and then we realized it's kind of another take on a to-do versus a ta-da list. Everyone makes to-do lists, but we've talked about on this podcast and on Happier with Gretchen Rubin that Sometimes it's good to make a ta-da list where you list everything you've done in a day so you see what you've accomplished. And it's sort of like that. It's like when you have a lot to do, it's helpful to see what you've done. Yeah. And then, and I'm, as you know, a big fan of the ta-da list. Yes. And then what a difference a couple weeks makes. We're now on the other side of that wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you said we've busted through the wall, which I think is, is probably more accurate. Um And, you know, it's just so much better. It's like the Game of Thrones wall when the when the dragon came and and breathed fire (laughs) onto the wall. Our wall is crumbling (laughs) quickly. Yes, thank God. Um, And I think that happened faster, at least for me, because you you put it that way. So thanks, Liz. I'm glad my reframing was helpful for you. It was helpful for me, too. And hopefully for our listeners. Yes. 
Okay, next up we have an emotional take a hike, but first this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for Take a Hike, where we talk about physical, spiritual, and mental health. Today, it's mental health, specifically (laughs) my mental health. Um, It was a very stressful week. I think, you know, everybody knows I'm selling my house. I'm looking for another house. It's like one of those things that on the list of the most stressful things that you can do Mm -hmm. is like in the top three while also running a show while being in Puerto Rico. Yes. (laughs) It's just a lot. And I was talking to Victoria Massengale, my friend and real estate agent and now guru. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm just so grumpy. I will. I'll be not grumpy tomorrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Victoria goes, Sarah. And I was like, oh, shit, she's going to. She's she's like mad at me because I've been grumpy. And then she goes, you are allowed to have normal human emotions. (laughs) And then she gave me a speech about how like people have emotions and they are having the emotions they're supposed to have. And it's okay. And I was like, Liz, write this down. Write this down. I I need to remember this. I know. I I literally I ran and like scrounged up a piece of paper and a pen. (laughs) And I'm like, you are allowed to have normal human emotions. Write this down. And Sarah, it's kind of sad that we have to be reminded that it's okay to have normal (laughs) human emotions, but you really needed to be reminded of that. Yeah, and I think everybody does sometimes. We're so often trying to uh, control how we're feeling or at least control how we're presenting how we're feeling and trying to put on a happy face and trying to kind of be professional. And, uh, you know, we're still always trying to be professional. (laughs) But like, in that moment, I really needed the reminder that I didn't have to apologize for how I was feeling. Because it made sense how I was feeling. And it was really, really kind of Victoria and exactly what I needed to hear. It's sort of similar, Liz, to what we talked about in episode 217 about it's all right to cry. Yes, when I was having my own uh, need of an emotional release. And I mean, I think part of it is when you try to deny your feelings, they get worse, not better. So it's like if you go with them, accept your emotions, it's actually a healthier, easier way to move through whatever you're dealing with than when you try to pretend like everything is fine. And also people around us are much more understanding than we give them credit for. It's like, Victoria, if you she knows how stressful it is. 
she knows what you're dealing with more better than anyone. She's a real estate agent. So um, <laughs> it's like give people around you credit for letting you have those human emotions. Yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to take this opportunity. If you are one of those people out there listening to this podcast who need that reminder today, listener, you <laughs> are allowed to have normal human emotions. It is okay. Yes. In fact, we encourage it. <laughs> okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Craft and Fane, uh, where we talk about the craft of writing. And it is an art, but we also think it is a craft. Yes, just like Leon Dolan. Yes. Okay, so this week, we wanted to talk about the mental load of giving notes versus the mental load of getting notes, because they are radically different. Yes. And we do a lot of both. We get a lot of notes and we give a lot of notes. Um, so we were having this discussion the other day. You know, a huge part of our job is getting notes uh, on scripts and everything, on cuts, on this and that. But really, for us, you know, getting notes on scripts is sort of the bulk of the notes we get. And it is absolutely exhausting. I mean, the mental load of taking all of that in um, can be massive. Also, you have anxiety while you wait for the notes. I mean, our, <laughs> we'll wake up with our stomach like roiling, I say. <laughs> Just like, what are the notes going to be? What are the notes going to be? We'll wake up in the middle of the night. What are the notes going to be? What are the notes going to be? And then, of course, when you get the notes, sometimes it can be incredibly frustrating and sometimes even just like angering. You're like, what are you not getting? Yes. So you have to take the mental load of that and the sort of judgment that comes, inherently comes with notes. Even if they're small notes, you're still like, I'm being judged. Yes. And then the pressure of having to execute them. Yes. And that is what can really feel like the hammer over the head. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, oh my God, how am I now going to execute these notes? And I will just, as an aside, say often when we get notes that are frustrating or make us angry, we will come around and decide often that they are good notes. <laughs> but like, yeah, yes. as we all know, there, it's a process. It's a process. So we were talking about this because we were now in a position where we're giving a lot of notes, especially on cuts. We're giving a lot of notes and on music. And we were saying like, oh, wow, like even though it's a lot of work for us to give these notes, it's time consuming, then we have to, you know, see the results, et cetera, et cetera. Just the mental load is so much less because we are, frankly, doing these, quote, criticizing as opposed to being criticized. Yes, it's <laughs> sadly so much easier. And it's different than giving notes to a writer about a script, because usually when we're giving notes to a writer, we're together, we're Zooming, we're talking through things, and it feels like more of a collaboration often. Whereas with editing, we're watching something and we're typing notes and we give them very directly. It's just we write, let's get through this faster. Let's have a close up here. Let's cut this line. Let's, you know, and we need to remember when we're the people with the lighter mental load to give the notes in a way that isn't going to hopefully add to the to the mental load of the person taking the notes, in this case, to our editors. Yes. And one thing, Sarah, um, that we also try to do is at the top of the notes to say what we like, 
because we know how helpful that is when you're getting notes to be to know that the people actually like some things. They don't just hate everything. So as we go through the process, we just try to be mindful of how we like to receive notes and, you know, do the same for others, do unto others as you would have done to you. <laughs> and so our suggestion is just to be mindful when you're in that position that it is a really taxing process and to treat people with kindness and respect. Yes. And to take a moment to be grateful that for once you're not the one with the heavy mental load. Yes, exactly. Coming up, we have a Hollywood hack from Michelle Ortiz, the production assistant who has been helping us out in Puerto Rico. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Liz, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack, courtesy of Michelle. She's been so fantastic helping us out here uh, on this this round of uh, Puerto Rican shooting. And on her first day, we were at a location in the jungle, in the rainforest, that is just the most wonderful, beautiful location. But oh my God, it was hot. Yes. And super, super muggy. And Michelle just whips out a fan, like one of those fabulous, you know, fans that just like flip open. And she was like, would anyone like a fan? And we're like, this is amazing. Yes, which leads to our hack, which is carry a fan. I mean, if you're somewhere warm, I should add, I guess. <laughs> but it makes such a difference. And I always look over and see her like if we're, you know, somewhere really hot, look over and she's just like, you know, elegantly fanning herself. And it really, that getting that circulation, the air circulation, really does make a difference. Yeah, and there's no reason not to carry one, really, because they fold up. They take yes. up very little room. You can just tuck it snugly in the bottom of your bag. Yes. And some of them are, are yeah, a little um, flimsy, and some of them are made of fabric and they won't break and they're not crazy expensive if they break you can get another one and they really really help yes and i mean in a million years sarah even though we've been here for 10 or 11 weeks it would never have occurred to me oh hey i could just carry a fan around rather than like use trying to fan myself with my hand which does nothing <laughs> Right. Or a piece of paper, which yes. is what I do. Yes. Yes. And of course, by the, by the time we saw Michelle with the fan, it was too late for us to order one. So we're just yes. giving everyone a heads up now. If you're going somewhere tropical, get one of these fans. We found one actually that's beautiful on Amazon and we'll put it in our show notes. Yes. Season two, Sarah, will be the fan ladies. That's right. Oh, and that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe if you haven't already. 
Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, the king of remote recording. And thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. And get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Except when we're crying, which apparently we do like all the time. I know. <laughs> it happens. Tears oh, happen. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, uh, sorry, I'm distracted because I'm getting a text that's saying um, the director is sick and does not know if she can shoot. I just saw that. Uh, oh, she's plowing through. Oh, my oh gosh. God. Uh, okay. It's always something. Yeah. We know, Sarah, remember when Steve just kept throwing up? Because he was so nervous <laughs> directing, and then he would just pop back out and direct. So <laughs> hopefully it'll be that situation. I don't think it is. I think she's sick. Oh, God. From the Onward Project.